0: This is a crowd podcast. Welcome to Go Love Yourself. The podcast where we're all trying to love ourselves a little bit more. Uh, like his love length.
1: Fuck off. No,
0: love Yeah,
1: love <laughs> His trojan of love. Absolutely. <laughs> Leave me alone with your trojan of love. Just call it what it is. Laura, look at your tan. <laughs> Casper? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to see you when you come back from the holiday <laughs> which you're currently on because the, the difference in our tans are going to be hilarious this is what happens when you go on holiday in the winter months sorry babes
0: what can I say January is <laughs> quite a time for me and Matt so we thought we'd make the most of it but um, yes it's very nice to be away and I cannot wait to compare tans with you when I come back home <laughs>
1: Oh my god, I can wait for that. But the most important thing is, are you having a fabulous time? Because it's
0: not your usual background that you're recording on today. It is not. Are you having a wonderful time and are you chilling? We are, yes. It has been so nice, but I will tell you all about it in another episode when I'm back because we have a really fun episode ready for you guys today. Before we get into that, how are you, Smithy? How is 2023 treating you so far?
1: Real January vibes, but I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, I'm not on holiday,
0: uh so sorry and I'm
1: I'm working away but no it's really good and all the things that I kind of wanted to do I'm 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 doing and things like that and I'm decorating the little room and all the things are happening so I'm feeling good I just miss you and I want you to come home
0: I'll be home very soon. I'll tell you all about it.
1: So anyway, after last week's New Year's episode that we did, I wanted to share a message that we got. There were loads like this and it's made me so happy. So this is from Siobhan. Hi, Siobhan. And she says, every new year, for as long as I can remember, I've started weighing myself and telling myself that this is the year I'll lose weight. Oh my God. Like both of us, we've done that a million times, haven't we? Yeah. She said, it's so hard to get out of that mindset. But this year was the first time I fully realised how toxic that is. And I...
0: threw my scales in the bin. Oh my God, the applause heard around the world. Yes, get rid of that sad step.
1: (laughs) Get rid of it. And she finishes off with, I do want to move more and have a better relationship with food, but my weight has nothing to do with that. I want that on a t-shirt. That That sentence, I want to move more and have a better relationship with food, but my weight has nothing to do with it. And it's that thing that we keep saying of like, weight doesn't necessarily equate to health.
0: I think that is such a powerful statement because we do obsess over weight like naturally because we've kind of always been told that we have to and that a certain weight is good but it's so dependent on things like our height and our like you know our bones and some people just naturally be a bit heavier than others even if they eat the same and exercise the same as someone that was smaller so Mm. I think to kind of have that understanding of like actually I do want a better relationship with food and I do want to kind of have a better relationship with exercise but that doesn't mean that like I might lose loads of weight it's just about mindset and it's about health and that should be the most important thing so well done cheval I'm so proud of you that is absolutely brilliant and you know it's that's,
1: that's not just one message in the group or that we receive on instagram this is a lot of lot of people a lot of women out there are finding the same thing of like they're ditching that that mindset of being smaller is you know, top priority, and it's not the health, is but your health is also your mental health. So, yes. yeah, so when I'm yes. so with you, I want, I want to move more as well, and I want to get a better relationship with food, and that for me the end goal isn't being smaller the end goal is being happy yes
0: absolutely yeah
1: and we have another bit of exciting news for you so we're going to try something different and we're going to try out some video episodes in the next few weeks so that means not only will you be able to hear us you also be able to see us and watch us because we've got a brand new youtube channel so if you search for go love yourself and hit subscribe you'll not miss any of our new videos coming we'll let you know on instagram as soon as we have the episodes out on there and i cannot wait i think it's going to be so good and i think you guys are going to really Really like it. Uh, Laura, I'm so excited for this episode because we're going to be talking about books, but more specifically, spicy books. Cuz when you find the right one with the right representation and the right scenes written for female
0: gays for the female reader it just hits different let me tell you that I am also very much looking forward to this episode but I'm coming at it from a completely different angle to you (laughs) I think I've mentioned this before but I grew up in a household where sex was kind of considered dirty and so I like have this weird thing when I think about like spicy books and like stuff like that I'm always a bit like God. Gosh. Yeah. Oh. yeah, and I just don't have any experience with spice weeks at all. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Like, what, what even are they, and what am I missing out on?
1: <laughs> oh my god, I. Ah, oh, so good so let's let's journey back right let's get the elephant in the room out of the room okay. did you read 50 shades back in 2012
0: 2011 2012 oh i think i did actually yeah okay
1: i'm not i don't mean to be rude but it it's, it's badly it's, written f- isn't it yes uh, it's 50 <laughs> shades but well written <laughs> It's essentially spicy books. Did you? So you liked the Fifty Shades kind of like reading a bit of like oh
0: yeah. I was. I remember. I think I read on holiday like everyone did, and I was like, oh, this is a bit. We all, did, we all did I enjoyed it but I think the English graduate in me was like oh what a terrible grammar what <laughs> I would not have written it like that <laughs> so I found it a little bit hard to enjoy in that sense
1: yeah okay well fair enough so I think it's just basically you know romance books or novels that have like really good sex scenes in basically or there's a lot of build up and it's flirty and it, it makes you feel things so that's essentially where we're at and that can mean you know I've got books that are really quite graphic versus ones that are real slow build and there's like one or two big like romance scenes that are worth the wait and some that are just like pow 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 every time every page so like it really depends on what your vibe is but so is it just
0: like porn or <laughs> i sound like my is it i is mean it like porn <laughs>
1: You did grow up in a sheltered little house, didn't you? Right. Okay. This right, is it. I'm bringing you around a bag of books next week. I'm bringing you a little bag of books, and you're going to read them. And, you're gonna tell me
0: and a bag of bounties. Did.
1: Bag of books. Bag of bounties. And you're going to read them. Yeah, it's a bit pornographic, but it's it's good stuff. The reason we all read books, escapism, isn't it? Yeah. Really. Yeah. And this true, is a yeah. real form of escapism. And i love reading the romance side of it that makes me feel nice things sometimes also makes me feel very sad and like oh, i'm single and alone but then also makes me think thank god or like there is hope out there so i do love a romance book there's nothing wrong with a bit of a bit of chiclet and i know there's a lot of people that don't like that term chiclet how do you feel about chiclet laura
0: it just reminds me of like you know that Lucas is like chocolate <laughs> no, <I'm> just, <laughs> I chocolate chocolate <laughs> <laughs> you need to get that on a t-shirt <laughs> For <chocolate to> <laughs> I think I think chiclet sounds a bit um derogatory and I think it kind of undermines a little bit like the kind of the writing and the author but it's like rom-com isn't it like you can get good and bad ones it's like ev- like everything so yeah I don't know how do you feel about it
1: well I I just know because someone I, I lived with at uni did it an English degree as well and it was like literally one of their topics was it was called chiclet so that's the first time I heard it and I thought it was University approved. <laughs> I've been using it all this time, and then I saw a sassy comment somewhere being like, why don't they keep saying chiclet? I'm like, oh, because I thought the professors said
0: I could. <laughs> I think it's maybe a good way for people that maybe don't necessarily class themselves as a reader to get into it. And also, like you say, like if porn maybe isn't your bag, I think then maybe it's sort of more gentle option. I don't know. So
1: if you literally go onto TikTok and you put in spicy books, you will find a bunch of people who are much more into books than i am rating all the spicy books in terms of like the storyline but also the rate of spice so i'm gonna give you just my ones my absolute favorite so my number one favorite it happened one summer by tessa bailey and this is like the og tiktok went mad for it and it's kind of like (sighs) rich skinny girl meets tall broad sailor (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <Treadful>. <laughs> you're really not selling it yeah
1: so i have seen a lot online about it kind of being like oh you know the small girl and the big man but again these books are for massive escapism i really enjoyed this i've actually read it twice i've actually read the sex scenes like 15 times but let's not talk about it um <laughs> brendan he is sexing the <laughs> he is sexing the way that I want to be sexed.
0: <laughs> so something have said that it's got like Shit's Creek vibes.
1: Yes, in that it's kind of like rich girl loses her money, oh, okay, and sort of finds this guy. But it's just it's proper escapism. And in terms of spice, I'm going to say it's so up there. There's like I think there's maybe like three three or four scenes maximum, but they're quite they're quite tasty. Uh, if you do want a little bit more depth. In your novels, The Love Hypothesis by Ali Hazelwood is good. So it's it's really good because the protagonist, the female protagonist is a scientist. So there's a lot of like STEM research and, and it's kind of nice that it's not just journalist in the city. This is a student training scientist. And it talks a lot about research and universities and all this kind of stuff. So that's really, really good. Slow burn, enemies to lovers, friends to lovers, that kind of vibe.
0: That one was actually recommended by some of our listeners too. Apparently, did you know, Smithy? it started out as Star Wars fan fiction. Oh my
1: God, that's... Well, okay, yeah.
0: (laughs) There's a little fun fact for you.
1: So I haven't read this one, but this is the follow-up from uh, It Happened One Summer. And it's called Hook, Line and Sinker. And I've only heard good and spicy things Laura's literally laughing at the title I feel <laughs> <Sorry>. like <laughs> it's, the, it's the Salem
0: look, that con- look it like. ain't boring, peace it
1: ain't boring 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 it's chick lit love and life sexy vibes I've only heard good things about it but then really quickly I wanted to share two more that have similar kind of stories you're Laura gonna hate these <laughs> uh, we have got The Roommate by Rosie Denan and we have got The Flatshare by Beth O'Leary and similar vibes enemies to friends friends to lovers those kind of thing spicy scenes slow burn live the dream
0: there nice. you go. I have heard very good things Like The Flatshare actually It's
1: good It's a nice story But again it's mm. It's just escapism It's not a difficult read If you really gave it a go You could probably read it In a day or two Like they're not difficult reads It's just something A little bit different For those that of us That don't want to read War and Peace
0: <laughs> No I don't either <laughs> 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 Says the, says the English
1: graduate <laughs>
0: So we asked you what your favourite books were so we could share with everyone else. And we had some fantastic recommendations. Uh, We also had some really good ones for fat representation, which we thought we'd share with you. One is The Brown Sisters Trilogy by Talia Hibbert, which has neurodivergent, bisexual, disabled and fat black heroines. We also had a recommendation for books by the author Olivia Dade, because she often features plus size main characters who love themselves.
1: Hells Yes! and I've seen loads of recommendations for a fantasy romance series. I've seen on Instagram and TikTok as well. A Court of Thorns and Roses. I've seen that everywhere. I think that's quite intense and if you're into fantasy then apparently that's really really good.
0: Another one was Hunting and Haunting Adeline. Uh, A listener who recommended it said it was super spicy uh, but do check for trigger warnings on that one and I think this really made me laugh. One of our listeners may have misunderstood the question because she said her favourite spicy book was crime babes whatever you're into (laughs) whatever you're into but we were specifically asking (laughs) for spicy book titles however if you like crime please just continue to read crown novels
1: <laughs> i also did on my instagram ages ago i did like send me your, your best recommendations i've got a two-page word document list of romance and spicy book recommendations that have got representation from not just bigger bodies but also women of color being the protagonist and the author and also lgbtq plus romance novels and disabilities in there as well so it, you know we really need to Broaden what we're reading as well, so it's not just the as you know as I mentioned earlier, the small skinny white girl meets the broad strong muscly guy. We want some representation in what we're reading as much as we need it everywhere else. So I will share that list on my Instagram. We'll put it on the Go Love Yourself Pod Instagram as well, um, and get reading. So as well
0: as representation, what makes a good romance book? Do you think?
1: I'm not talking about you. I've, I've read. I've been reading romance books since I was like a kid or you know a teenager, whatever. Something. Different, something that is interesting. So that's why I quite liked the Love Hypothesis book because the female main character is a scientist i haven't read that before
0: it's interesting that you say that because we asked our listeners what they thought and they also said that they wanted more than just spice so mm. character development and a good storyline like it being well written you also said that you liked it when uh, there was a female author and i think i don't know if you found that lauren but i would imagine that they're going to tap into more of the sensual side of things i would i would imagine without being kind of general but have you found that anyway that female authors are better
1: there is this thing of you know that sex scenes written in sort of romantic comedy books that are written by men <laughs> like you know her breasts winked with excitement and shit like that oh, it's like their metaphors that's are really shit right and that's gross and so i wonder whether like there are books that are written like that where on the whole and again we're not meaning this to be disparaging at all I'm just on the whole have been written by men and they're really cringy sex scenes
0: they use like weird words for penis have you come across any like <laughs> weird
1: ones? yeah again like uh, like his love length fuck off
0: no, love going, length yeah
1: love length <laughs> His Trojan of love. Absolutely. Leave me alone with your Trojan of love. Just call it what it is. That's what we call it. Like we're not calling ours, you know, our beautiful flower. I wouldn't write a sex scene like that. Leave me alone.
0: Oh, how funny. Oh
1: God. Yeah, no, it's, I'm with you. I think it is the, it's the realistic sex scenes, which are also really good. So you can, you get into that real escapism when you are imagining yourself there, because I cannot imagine myself in a very like, a written sex scene where you both come together and oh flowers and rainbows no i want it messy mm. i want the bit at the end where you gotta do the cleanup that's what i want because it gets you really into it and in, in your yeah. in your head and in proper and i don't want to read about anybody else's mother chuffing love length leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry Laura. no no books i give you will have the term love length in
0: wonderful glad to hear it yeah <laughs> <laughs> so here's a question kate asks do you read them in public and if you do how do you get over any self-consciousness
1: oh my god i do you know what? i think as i get older i'm just like self-consciousness has gone out the window because i just don't <laughs> care just people just know i'm reading as well. Anymore. i don't care like what like it's good why would i care no i, I don't particularly care but I can understand that people might feel self-conscious about it that's absolutely fine too and you know go with a fake book sleeve if you really want to but also don't make there's worse things that people do and potentially read than your you know romantic sort of spicy book so please don't worry about that but me personally (laughs) can I be really honest is that no I don't read my the spicy (laughs) book the spicy books i don't take out in public and i read at home just in case i need to be at home
0: i don't want to be in the middle of
1: pret in london bridge waiting for quiet to start and i'm like um, um excuse me i need to have a moment to myself no i like if i need to i need to be at home next to my bedside table <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh say no more, yeah. say no more.
1: <laughs> historical fictions I read them in prep. it's okay <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, Last but not least, this is a really important one from Cara. Uh, She says, do you know any romance books with fabulous plus size girls just living their best lives?
1: Uh, Yeah, for sure. This was one that lots of my Instagram friends recommended and I've I've taken from TikTok as well. But the Olivia Day books, as you recommended earlier, the the series of books apparently is really amazing and it's the characters are plus size and that's fabulous. Uh, I've also heard really good things about the Big Girls Do It series by Jacinda Wilder. And the final one that I would really recommend is a book called Welcome to Your Life. By Bethany Rutter. And I love this book. I think I read it in like a day and a half. I absolutely love it. The female protagonist is plus size and she's living her best life and she's getting into dating. She also does dressmaking. I'm sorry, is she me? (laughs) The cover says 52 weeks, 52 dates, 52 chances to find love. And it's really sweet. And you know what, Laura? What? The fabulous author Bethany Rutter is coming onto the podcast on this episode in a second <laughs> it's time for a word from our sponsor better as you know we are all about living our best lives on this show because when you feel confident and at your best it makes you feel like you can do literally anything but that feeling can be hard to find because sometimes life can be so overwhelming and it feels like you're not showing up for yourself Honestly, it's so difficult to find that balance. But working with a therapist can help you to get closer to that best and happiest version of yourself. Because when you feel empowered, you're going to be more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. And I think both Laura and I are examples of that. We've both had those feelings and we've both gone to therapy and we have both come out of there with tools and ways to make ourselves feel better. So if you are thinking about trying therapy, and I so recommend it, BetterHelp is a great option. It is convenient, accessible, affordable, and completely online. It's also really easy because you get matched with your own therapist after filling out a short survey, and you can switch therapists at any time. If you'd like to try it out, you can head to BetterHelp.com/goLove to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp hel go golove to get ten percent off your first month. Hi. Bethany, so nice to meet you.
2: I'm so happy to be here. I feel very blessed. This is like the only (laughs) thing where I have emailed my publicist and been like... I want to do this thing. If you can make it happen, I would be so oh, grateful. Really? Like normally I'm not that thirsty, but I was like thirsty <laughs> for you guys.
0: Oh, we love a thirsty bitch. Thank you so much. Oh my God. That's um, <laughs> It
1: me. <laughs> oh, yeah. We are into thirsty bitches. And I must say I followed uh, Bethany for ages as well, and we have like little chats on Instagram, and you're just so awesome on instagram because obviously you're doing you know you're writing and stuff like that but i love how you talk about exercise specifically and when you do your classes and stuff like that and i love when you post your selfies of you after doing a gym class and it makes me feel really empowered so also if you're not following bethany on instagram you need to go do it immediately thanks so much
2: (laughs) well thank you and i know that um you've been on Tally rise podcast as well and i just recorded an episode with her recently so i feel like it's a good moment to be like a fat gal in the world you know it there have been worse times to be fat girls in the world
1: it's not too bad is it and we're moving to this like moving your body narrative is really having a moment at the minute about you know fat girls claiming you know reclaiming the gym and reclaiming exercise it's it's amazing so i'm so pleased that you are one of those people on my Instagram doing just that.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you. So Bethany, your most recent book is called Welcome to Your Life. Tell us a bit about the book and what inspired you to write it.
2: So Welcome to Your Life is about a cool fat gal called Serena, who on the morning of her wedding realises that she just cannot go through with it and in one fell swoop, like leaves her relationship, moves out of the home that she shares with her fiancé and moves in with an old friend in London and then realizes that it would probably be good for her to enter the world of dating and that she might enjoy dating but she's never dated as a fat woman and it's just about her like discovering herself through dating and living this new life in
1: London so I have got the book right here <laughs> So literally, such a fangirl. And I loved it. And when I said I, I read it in a day, I really did. Like, I I resonated with her as a character so much. Because one, she's fat and single. And also she was dressmaker. And I was like, babes, stop it. Are you write writing about me? Love this. Um, like She's such a cool and interesting character. But what I love, what I really love how you wrote it is, yes, there are points where, you know, her size is mentioned and stuff like that. Because, you know, that's obviously her I love the way that you wrote her having those chats with her best friend about, you know, you don't think about that because you're slim and I'm in a bigger body. This is how that actually goes down. And I love the way that you wrote that. And that felt really real life.
2: Because it is, you know, it's that balance of like, no, my life isn't shit all day, every day because I'm fat or no, it's not important all day, every day, you know, but there are times when like it is relevant and it is important and you do kind of rub up against these moments of like friction and discomfort or like conflict. So I feel like that's why I really like writing books because that is for me, what is the truth of like being a fat woman in the world is that like, it's not, the most important thing in my life but it is something that does affect decisions I make Mm. or options that are open to me and so that feels truthful for me and it's so cool for me when like other women say it feels truthful to them that's like my goal with writing is obviously you can't represent everyone's experience and not everybody is as confident about themselves as I am or the characters that I write but I just want to you know as long as I'm telling the truth I hope that someone feels like it's truthful to them as well.
1: No, 100%. And I felt completely represented. And, you know, I read this book, you know, sort of a few months ago when I was cusping on, should I date? Shouldn't I date? I don't want to date because I'm fat and no one's going to find me attractive versus come on, Lauren, shut the fuck up and start. And I did start. And I feel like, you know, actually, when I look back at it, this was a big, this was part of that change because it was like, I'm reading about a girl who looks like me, sounds like me, And she's going out there and dating and not having a bad experience. And that's also been my experience. You know, the guys I've ended up going on dates with haven't all been arseholes. The dating thing was such a big thing in this bit. I I really liked it. Thanks for writing it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I love dating. Like I met my husband in 2015. So I ended up, that was kind of the end of my dating life. But when I was dating, I loved it. Like I just, I don't know why I loved it so much. It just felt so fun and exciting. And, you know, these kind of, I think what I wanted to explore in Welcome to Your Life was the idea of these kind of like infinite possibilities like you can be anyone and who are you and like who do you want to date and how do you want to date um, and that is something that I like exploring in my adult books but yeah I love dating and but I, I totally recognize that it's not easy or fun for everyone And also maybe that the dating world has become slightly more brutal since I was single in that you know, the kind of app lifestyle like that, Mm. I feel like has really accelerated. Because when I was dating and like ended my dating career, that was like the tail end of like proper internet dating. Like I met my husband on OkCupid. That's where most of my dates came from. And it feels like in that time, everything has become more and more like Tinder, where it's very kind of like swipey, appy instant and disposable maybe so I try not to be like rose tinted with my vision of dating because I know that like it, it is slightly different now to what it was but I think that that's not necessarily to do with fatness so I feel like writing about dating as a fat woman will you know will always be something I want to do whatever the dating world looks like
1: I, to- I totally agree with you and I think actually I think your dating career came to an end as my began. And so like I first went on Tinder in like 2016 and I've got to say like the Tinder and the apps then to now I've got to say COVID has got a lot to do with it. There's a, there's even more impatience and even more like, mm. you know, quick and fast and, 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 and split second decisions, I think since COVID as well. So it is difficult, but again, I'm not, I've got to say I'm not finding the barriers of my body as much as I thought I would. And Again, I like that in this book, it's really sort, sort of not mentioned about the dating and the fat thing. And I loved that. And I love that, what I was reading was a book that, you know, the protagonist wasn't being laughed at and, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. And I love that you're still writing about dating. All the books about dating, please. <laughs> yeah, I
2: I loved my slag era, as I think of it.
0: Um, <laughs> Lauren calls it a hoe phase. So I think slag era is also excellent. We're in hoe season. <laughs> I love
2: it. I, I genuinely love it. And I love, I just love that that was like such a fun time for me because when I was growing up, when I was like a teenager and I was like fat, I was so into the mindset of like, I cannot have a fulfilling romantic life unless I lose weight. So then to become an adult and like do my like voyage of self discovery and realize that I was actually quite at peace with my body. So then to go into the world of dating and find it fun was such a like pleasant surprise because I really had grown up believing that that was not gonna be fun that it was gonna be like deeply traumatic and I wasn't gonna be able to make choices that I would have choices made for me so yeah it was just so nice to get into adulthood and be like oh this is actually like much better than I thought it was gonna be
0: so amazing to hear you say that I I grew up thinking the exact same thing and even like even like my my dad would say things to me like oh you won't find love looking like that so I just like you said I thought oh, I was gonna have choices made for me it's so eloquently put but actually I think you saying that and I think hopefully also and going through a ho phase I think will mm-hmm. I think help a lot of people listening to realize actually it's not that scary and I'm really glad that you've been open and honest about that as much as I'm glad that you know you are writing with these plus-size female protagonist. I think it's absolutely wonderful. I, I do wonder, like, one of the questions that kind of popped into my head as you were talking about it is, like, was there any, like, pushback from your publishers ab- about that? Because I, were they thinking, oh, that's not, that's not going to kind of engage with a wide enough audience because getting a book published is is hard isn't it
2: so interestingly the first two novels that i wrote that have been published are for young people they are young adult novels for teenagers and i expected there to be a lot of pushback with those because you know there's the whole like responsibility of writing for teenagers and if you make it like seem cool and normal to be fat that's like bad for some reason even though loads of teenagers are fat (laughs) so I expected to get pushback on those books and I didn't and then I got no pushback on my adult writing at all like it's never I'm under absolutely no illusions that I am the only person writing fat protagonists. there are loads of people doing it not loads but like enough that I am like swimming in a sea of you know fat babe romance writers which is so nice to be like part of this world at the moment but I think it is kind of like a USP. Like it is a thing. Mm. And people who might not read other romance novels or like women's fiction or chicklet, whatever you want to call it, might read my book because it's about a plus size woman. So I think maybe just for, you know, that commercial reason, there has not really been any pushback. That's
1: so good. And you're so right. Under I've got a pile of books here that we were just talking about. None of them have got plus size or curvy female protagonists they're all slim women other than i think the spanish love deception which she it's described she's curvy but you can you can just guess what that curviness is and so it still is a unique selling point it still is a niche and i love that you're continuing to write them i love that there's a bunch of girls and women out there writing these fat babe romances or fat babe stories i love it the more the merrier yeah because
0: representation is so important isn't it
2: yeah it's so important and it's also really i think It's really rare to read a plus size protagonist, but it's not rare to encounter fat characters in books. And you just have to look at the way they get treated to be like, oh, that's why there's not so many plus size protagonists, Mm. because most people are like kind of fat phobic. Mm. Like if you're not fat yourself and maybe even if you are fat, like you probably, you know, are thinking about the how you characterize a person and if you want to make them like kind of annoying or lazy or like someone that's getting in the way of the protagonist like maybe you can just make them fat and like (laughs) I found that more often than not when I encountered a fat character in a book it was that kind of fat character like it was never someone who got to be like the main character who drove the story sorry my cat's having a little scream he likes to use his litter box and then scream to tell me that he's used the litter box So that's what he's doing so polite yeah he's he's very polite
1: <laughs> I'm, done. I'm done i'm
2: done that's man. literally like, what he does yeah. so yeah that for me was a great frustration as a, a reader of books as a fat woman who reads books it was just so annoying to keep encountering these characters and be like that doesn't represent my life at all mm. and that doesn't represent like the function of me in the world it's
0: so lazy isn't it that 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 narrative of like the clumsy fat friend and it's so obvious to me now like when I think about it and I I, to be honest we always talk about it we talk about it a lot on the podcast about in tv and film and stuff but you're so right it is so prevalent in books as well yeah
2: it's everywhere it's really annoying it's really limiting I just think like the more you see people that look like you or whose lives represent your life or whatever like the more possible you feel like a good life can be Mm. and I just want I just want like fat women to be encountering views of fatness that are not demonizing and don't make it seem like the worst thing to be or like that limit your potential in the world like I have been so lucky to have figured out at quite a young age that I didn't need to be thin to have like a full and interesting life. I do feel really lucky to be living like now at a time when we have, you know, for all like social media is annoying and can be bad and can promote like negative self image. I found it really powerful just in terms of like building a community of women that did not hate themselves i feel really blessed to be existing now thank
1: god and i gotta say i'm so glad you're an author because the way that you put things is so eloquent and i'm like thank you <laughs> it's, it is. it's just you've put things in such a nice way and
0: i feel like that's gonna be on the cover of your new next book bethany like lauren smith says you put things in <laughs>
2: such a nice way
0: yeah it's like a prop like harry Styles <laughs> when he was like you know i love this movie it's like it's a movie <laughs> it's It's a film i am in a film film. (laughs) (laughs) sorry snippy i love you
1: (laughs) kind of on that same vein are you seeing a lot of growth in the publishing industry for more representation and i'm talking body representation but also people of color and you know lgbt stories and stuff like that and, and disability stories are you seeing more representation coming
2: maybe i just operate in like a nice corner of publishing or i just follow like nice interesting authors but i am deaf i definitely feel like it is getting better and that we are getting a wider range of stories about a wider range of people i read make you mind this christmas by lizzie huxley jones which has like queer and disabled representation and then there's a, weirdly another christmas rom-com Called A Merry Little Meat Cute by
0: Literally Julie yes. this moment. Yeah.
1: moment. Yep, Christmas rom com oh
0: book. What? Lauren's jizzing in her pants already. Oh my God,
1: that is the title that of my such film. A cute I tell title. you that right now.
0: And that's
2: like Fat Rep by a fat author. Um, by two two authors i actually don't know the, uh, the other author sierra i do not know um whether is fat or not but julie murphy is who wrote dumplin a <gasps> ya oh, classic I love and
0: dumplin
2: yeah it's a nice little moment and the publishing industry does seem willing to like take a risk on things that maybe in the past would not have been seen as commercial yeah I'm kind of hopeful I'm kind of hopeful
0: love that and that is yeah that's
2: music to my I ears. think Lauren you're gonna en- I hope you're gonna enjoy my next my next <sighs> book because I feel like you know if you are in the thirsty mode it's it's definitely thirstier than, than Welcome to Your Life, which was quite thirsty.
1: Have you written like? Is there sex scenes in it? Yes. Yeah. Talk there to is. me right, about <laughs> the 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 process of writing because we've been we've been talking about spicy books and stuff, and I was like, I'm really enjoying like the spicy book talk trend and scenes that are written clearly written by a woman Mm -hmm. are fucking awesome but i can't imagine the process of sitting down at a computer and writing a good believable like hot scene tell me the process
2: it's quite hard it is do you know it is scary like i i find writing quite fun and natural and like i'm really happy that i do it like i'm not one of those like struggling artiste that's like you know writing is pain and torture and whatever like I quite enjoy it it's quite fun but writing sex scenes is quite challenging mentally because I feel like it's quite obvious that a lot of my books are semi-autobiographical or based on experiences that I have had or like scenarios that I've been in or whatever so it's quite scary that to write sex scenes and kind of be like oh what It's a weird little mirror into my brain. Do you know what I mean? Like to have Mm. that mirror into my brain or like that little tunnel into my brain um, about sex. So, yeah, in that way, it's quite intimidating just because I know that this is a product that will be read by people and be like, oh, what, what will they think of? Like, how will they judge me and what I write? Like, is will it be seen as like? what I am like personally into and then if not like like you're putting
1: your kinks on a page essentially because otherwise you know with everything else you can kind of write a bit but with sex it's it's you're writing clearly what you know and that's that's what I think. Like if you were to write a sex scene, is it kind of like, well, this is what I'm into. And this is what I think sex is good. And I'd be worried about like, oh, my God, that's what she that's what she likes. It's just, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's literally how I feel. Okay. Um, <laughs> so that is just something that I have to accept and deal with. Also, like my gran reads my books. And so I'm always like. If I write this, my grand has to read it. Um,
1: <laughs> Could you just tell her to skip page forty to seventy-five? and I just might have that to start then. doing that because um, you know we don't
2: necessarily like present our naughtier selves to our grands in everyday life. No, so enough. it is weird to be like, oh, there's like my family read this, and so you know there's this whole part of like my self that I'm exposing on the page. Mm. So yeah, it is quite scary. So I'm not going to pretend that it's not. I just have to do it because I want there to be like sex stuff in my book. So if I want that, I just have to go over it, unfortunately, which is a really boring and annoying way to have to do something. Does
1: it feel a bit sexy when you're writing it is it kind of one of those that I need a moment because I've turned myself on too much or is it like because you're writing there's a process to it and no it is quite like
2: intense yeah it's quite intense to be like having to go into that my little Hmm. memory palace or like my mind hole or whatever it is (laughs) it's fun as well because I'm like I know that this will be read and maybe people will enjoy enjoy it and that this will be a bit that they're like oh that was kind of fun so yeah it's a it's a privilege
0: Bethany thank you so much for coming on the podcast what an absolute joy to have you it's so nice I always
2: love chatting to fellow plus size gals um, because I just feel like you get to have different conversations with people that like get it yes I do I do always like a little chat with fellow chubsters
1: (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) you're so right though it is isn't it there's there's a level of I don't know, sort of. It's not even said. It doesn't even need to be spoken about. There's something just different. When you're able to sit in a room or a virtual room like we are, chatting to plus size babes about whatever the fuck and you speak want. speak freely. Yeah. And talk about and say things like fat babes without being like, oh, have yeah, I fed you? Yeah, without feeling you
0: have to justify it or like. Yeah,
1: or someone's going to be like, no, you're not you're fat. You're beautiful.
0: <laughs> Bitch, I'm both. <laughs>
1: Oh God, we all knew I was gonna love that episode, but I want to know (laughs) your reaction, Laura. Like your reaction to the kind of rom-com, the spicy books, has it changed your opinion of romance books? do you think you'll read any of the
0: ones I've recommended what's the vibes I, I, I actually do it has changed my opinion of them Yay! definitely At like 100% like people can be a bit judgmental myself included I will say because I don't know I always thought that they were a little bit more like like the kind of lit thing and you know like, I'm not the biggest fan of rom-coms I know you've probably watched a million Christmas cheesy rom-coms oh, yeah. <laughs> Channel 5 and Hallmark <laughs> and I kind of put them in that genre but actually I think speaking to Bethany I think has really really opened my eyes and she's so articulate and I cannot honestly wait to read some of her books and some of the other ones that you recommended. So yeah and i genuinely mean that as well i'm with you on the kind of like oh you know
1: is the chick and the rom-com vibes of books you know it's easy read and oh like is that a bit should you be reading something more intellectual god no like i read my history books and that's hard work right so i sometimes just want a bit of escapism so i'm so pleased that you've changed your mind that makes me really happy
0: <laughs> Me too. and i tell you something that has also made us both smile recently are some lovely messages that we've had and we want to share this one that we got on instagram so she said i've recently started listening to the podcast and you're." message has really resonated with me my niece is eight and sometimes gets teased by her older brother she gets upset when he calls her ugly while my sister is working on the teasing I've really tried to instill in my niece that how she looks is the least interesting thing about her we then go through and talk about all of the things interesting about herself I wanted to thank you for teaching me that messaging you are appreciated oh.
1: <laughs>
0: that's, so nice. that's wonderful that's So nice. it's so that. weird
1: isn't it because you know we've been doing this podcast for a while now and that kind of like you know the way you look is the least interesting thing about you for me and probably us now and a lot of you that have listened since the beginning it's such common sense but a lot of people are still hearing that for the first time or are still realizing it and i love that people are teaching it to the younger generations as well I, that makes me so happy and Oh
0: God. We're going to have Molly Forbes on the podcast soon, which we're really excited about she's the author of a fantastic book called Body Happy Kids if you wanted to do some further reading on that but um, yeah watch out for that podcast too it's going to be a good one.
1: That's going to be a good one I'm excited to that one and I'm excited that we've done this one I've absolutely loved it. Thank you so much for listening this week and if you ever want to get in touch with us you can DM us on Instagram at go love yourself pod or you can email us go love at crowdnetwork.co.uk We'll
0: be back with a new episode next week but if you want more of us in the meantime you can check out our instagram at go love yourself pod or our facebook group go love yourself community you can also support the show by subscribing on patreon or apple Podcasts, where you can get ad free and early episodes for just one pound a week or you can listen ad free on amazon music
1: and remember we still have a few tickets left to our live show in london on the 3rd of march and the link to those will be in the episode description thank you for listening we'll see you next week bye